The Live Review Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 365 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix to Fire, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Ed Levice, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. I'm back, baby! <sighs> I, I thought we were supposed to have some kind of round of applause ready lined up for him. No? Yay. Well, like, just getting me out again, yeah. Piss off, you're to walk around here. Yay. Get away, you traitor. Woohoo! <laughs> that's sufficient. That's about the energy that I can muster. Is that okay, I, I, I felt the enthusiasm and the love. I'm so glad. <laughs> hmm. It right. sounds as though you're about as welcome as uh, Macron at a uh, British fishing market. Oh, a little bit of politics straight in. And that is our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. Uh, and good also, this week. <laughs> good at what? Uh, and then we also have our staff liaison officer, Commander Psychit, who's all dinosaured out. Not anymore. Not anymore. I washed that off straight away. Holy crap. <laughs> Are you calling a psychic a dinosaur? No, I, I, put, um, I had reptile makeup on today. That's ironic coming from you, Shan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Were you more dinosaur out than uh, Dahlia? Uh, Dahlia had temporary tattoos. I did sort of like reptilian style um, style makeup for it. But did you go out on onto public transport as well? Hell no! I did that in the comfort of my own home. Ben, are you streaming anywhere today? Uh, I, I shall be. I don't actually know where I am. As, as you know, Colin, mm -hmm. I got back from various pieces of DIY and real life and things like that um, at about... What time did we start playing Bridge Crew last night? About 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, so yeah. I got back, I got back from, from, 
from being aware at about 8.30 last night. I had enough time for some tea, um, and then I, then I was playing with you, Colin. So I am yes. somewhere in game. I will find out soon. And oh, I may or may good. not be streaming. Well, I am oh, streaming. Right. I may or may not be being picked up by Poot. So, Ben, Bye. last time we spoke to you, you were on the verge of choosing a kitchen or a bathroom or something like that. Is that correct? A living room, but yes. Yes. How We need a living room update. Then, uh, yeah, I can do a living room upgrade update. So, Great. said living room is now stripped back to bare walls and concrete floors. Um, it's very echoey. Um, and when I go back up again this weekend, it will be getting flooring. Uh, somebody's painting it tomorrow, I believe. Um, so I, I don't have to do any painting, but we'll be getting floors, doors, cut and curtains and carpets. No, no carpets. Carpets. I think we're getting we're getting oh laminate down. So you've left your family to spend their free time in a room that's devoid of wallpaper, furniture, carpets. Yes. Nice to see you getting back to Victorian values there, Ben. I did offer to you. Know, I did suggest to my wife, why don't I stay up this week too? Everything got pushed back because of various reasons. So all our stuff. I was meant all our stuff was meant to be being put in last week, but everything got delayed by a week due to other people that we were relying on having real life issues pushing them back a week. So everything else got pushed back a week. So, so I, sh I should have been with them in said Victorian conditions, um, but I did, and I did offer to stay up north this week as well. But the wife was like, "No, God, piss off, back to Birmingham." So are they sitting on garden furniture and lounge then? No, they're basically snuggled up in their beds watching TV up there. Which is about normal for my son, to be frank. See, the thing is, though, you'd say, why am I spending all this money on redoing the lounge when you seem perfectly happy to spend time in your bed watching telly instead? Your point? Well, anyway, in, in, as we've got nobody streaming, um, you can't join us in-game. Uh, I am in-game, and I'm actually in J Jameson Memorial. Right. Uh, just like looks like Putnik isn't picking me up yet. Ah, I see. So. Um, well, that's where that's where Ben is. If you can get to, uh, to where Ben I'll is, you can I will also... come out to leave. I will come out to leave. Uh -huh. um, if you can get to where Ben is, you can always join us in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through leaveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat or go straight to twitch.tv slash radio, or go to YouTube or go to Facebook. So, yay. So what we'll do is we'll do a quick round. I mean, we've we've got a little bit of a catch up with Ben already there, haven't we? <laughs> apart apart from all the DIY, Ben was we you really haven't had a chance to catch up with anything like update eight or anything like that. I've done absolute. I've no idea what's going on. I know there was an update. I because I had to do the update earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, I did go and see the Eternals, um, and I understand why some people are not liking it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. it. I mean, it's, the movie is basically the Book of Genesis for the MCU, except you're reading the Book of Genesis and all, you know, in the beginning there was, right after, I don't know, whatever whatever the best part of the Bible is. Mm. Right, gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I'm, for my Genesis stuff, I prefer Good Omens, but anyway. <laughs> good Omens works too. I, I, do, I do enjoy some Good Omens. There's a season two of that coming up, isn't there? There is. Which yeah. is going to be, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, 
we'll touch on that another time. Um, right. Psyche, <laughs> apart from um, cleaning up the um, yeah. dinosaur remains, how have you been? I'm good, good. I managed. I I managed to get the um, all my elite time this week has been spent getting um, doing uh, uh, transport and um, mm. hauling just enough. I managed to get all of the frame shift drives that I needed. I managed to get in, so I was very happy about that. Um, but other than other than that, I've just been playing like an awful lot of Jurassic World Evolution, which has been really, really, really good. Um, and the I've I've also found the joy of oversized blanket hoodies. Slankets. Is that what you've got? No, 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 no. no. It's like them as well. it's Can like it's it's um it's like an Uddy, but it's not an Uddy. Um, it's a different, it's a UK based manufacturer. It's like, I mean, you're sat in front of a computer and they're oversized hoodies, basically. They come in one size, they're absolutely giant, and um, they're like really fluffy. It, it's it's like a, a fluffy hoodie, mo- a, like a fluffy hooded moo moo kind of thing. It comes down oh. to my knees, it is like wearing a blanket. It is wonderful, and I love them, and I overheat in them all the time because I get so cozy I forget to take it off. Okay. And it's totally my husband's fault because he wanted one first. <laughs> oh, dear. Someone's been... Do they have armholes, or are they... Because so, if they have armholes, they're a slanket. No, 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 no. They, 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 like, it's like a full hoodie. It has a hood, it has arms, it has a big pocket at the front, but it's just, like, massive. <laughs> it's amazing. Can't you just go and buy a bigger coat? I don't. I'm not outside. I'm not going outside, Shan. It's an. It, it's like a dressing gown, but without like having to worry about a dressing gown. They're amazing. It's like having to worry about not having wearing a dressing gown, and also not having to worry about the gas bill. Exactly. <laughs> so without, especially without, in this day and age, Colin. <laughs> so without inviting a Ben innuendo, so Ben can be quiet. What do you wear underneath it? Is it like a kilt or something where you never talk about what you wear underneath it? Or what? I, I mean, I mean, the options are endless. You could wear whatever the hell you want because you'd never see it. Right. Well, that's that, we'll just leave that up to the chat room's imagination. <laughs> I, I am tempted to agree with Chris here, our lovely tech monk, uh, tech given. Uh, yes. He's basically suspecting that a warehouse went off and over-ordered over on the American site. I can't he's never heard of these. Uh, I, I have heard of them. My wife wears them and loves it. Um, They're amazing. They're actually uh, amazing. How is this the couldn't, of, is this couldn't of, of wearing one of those and you've also got the big slipper with only one hole? <laughs> Don't most slippers yeah. only have one hole. Yeah, but no, this is the big slipper you can put both feet into one hole. No, I, I wouldn't be able to walk around. I like to sometimes. Sometimes I like to move. I know. I know it's a shocker. <laughs> Aha! I seem to be on stream now. Oh, excellent! Well, th- there you go. You. Oh my God! Is That's that... literally what I'm wearing right now, and you guys can't see it. Wow! Yes, it's amazing. Uh... And the stars glow in the dark. I'm I sorry. That, you... looked... <laughs> that looks like a cheap. That looks like cheap Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what, actually, what you what you need you need to get an orange one with a white stripe around it. So when you squat down, you look like a traffic cone. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, Shan. Are, are the you... arms elasticated or something to stop them? Because I I can see the practicality of it. I can see the benefits, but I just think the arms 
would just really get in the way of actually. So the cuffs are elasticated. The yeah. cuffs are elasticated, so um, they're like a normal, a normal human being's side cuff, but everything right. else is oversized and blankety and lush. So, how do you fiddle with your phone or your iPad? Well, because I've got hands. Yeah, but your hands are covered. You have to expose your hands to the cold air of Ben's uh, stripped room. Shan, well, malarkey. Well, I mean. It's a set. I mean, being able to access my phone and you know use my hands and have them slightly colder than the rest of me is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Well, yes. Well, um, welcome to keeping warm this winter with Live Radio. So the Look, gas, gas so prices the, are really expensive. Gas those are going up. So buy it. Buy one of these. It's an investment. So, so if if that's the case, then why is the model? Not wearing any trousers or tights or anything like that. Why is she they, got just got a pair of socks on? Because they're really jewelry. warm, Shan. They're really warm. It's <laughs> like wearing a cold. It is like wearing a kilt. No matter, you are really, really warm, yet you don't feel it on your legs, even though your legs are bare. And also, Shan, you are assuming that the rest of us are also wearing trousers. Moving on, Shan, um, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> Well, in, in lieu of the uh, main topic which is coming up, I have been doing some engineering, uh, both ship-based and on foot, so I can mm. remind myself of the, um, of the process of engineering. So mm. that's what I've been doing in-game. And out of game, I have been um, planning our holidays for the next few years. Um, the, mo- the next holiday we've got planned is a trip to Chernobyl with myself and eldest Mini-Chan, if she both want to go. Uh, then we're probably going off to Iceland for a week, fly drive holiday around Iceland. Nice. And, and uh, we talked about uh, doing the uh, 2 million challenge, which basically you go to places where there have been um, incidents that have resulted in lots of people dying. And if you add up the totals, it comes to 2 million. <laughs> Is this places where you have been responsible for their deaths, or just... No! No, no, because, because I, I, I'm a real fan of history. I, I like history, I, I, I don't think like that. Yeah. So, and history and, unfortunately, people dying go hand in hand with each other. So the most interesting places in history tend to be the places where there have been the most fatalities. So obviously, a tour around the World War One battlefields, visitor concentration camps, and then um, maybe down just stopping by Vesuvius. Well, possibly Pompeii is nice. Mm. Uh, possibly, can, yeah. My mother also wants to go visit Auschwitz, um, and I mean, I do think there is a oh dear, there, there is a good thing about remembering the shite that we done. Yeah, I mean, the Auschwitz is definitely on the list because <laughs> I, I no, no, because the, there are there are some things I think you just have to see. No, to I can I can, I can actually forget. agree with this, this Shan. You know, you just can't you can't ever allow yourself to forget. Mm. That sort no, of no, thing. I can I completely agree with that. It's just um, that doesn't it's it just doesn't sound like my cup of tea for um uh just. Relaxing. I mean, I hadn't actually thought about the Somme and things like that, but I mean, obviously, one of the things I have wanted to see now we're allowed to fly out there is I want to see Ground Zero at New York. So I want, I want yeah. to see that. I think that would be an interesting place to go to. Um, so yeah, we've just been adding up. I mean, Fukushima is the other one you could potentially go to. Um, 
But yeah, so there's all these places that I would find personally really interesting. But then again, Mrs. Shan just wants to go to the Maldives. So You've I'm, I'm you with Mrs. Shan there, I think. Oh, where the Spanish conquistadors in Brazil and things like that, Shan. Well, you, you could go to Machu Picchu, isn't it? Is that the one with the human yeah, sacrifice? That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that sort of thing. Um, so I've got a list of... What go about on. going to like a part of Italy that's near Pompeii or something and then getting the best of both worlds? Well, I have wanted to go to Pompeii because when I saw it on Blue Peter as a kid. Pompeii yeah. is incredible. Yeah. So I want to go there just to see the sort of people. But also, because we've got, you know, we've got the timer and stuff like that, Hiroshima was on a list as well. I, I think that would be really, really interesting to go to Hiroshima. Um, and I know it may seem dark and dim and a bit kind of thing like that, but I just find from a history point of view, I find that sort of thing way more interesting than Disney World. Yeah, no, I can I can agree with this. Mm. Um, I mean, like, yeah, oh, well, I suppose, well. I suppose, um, I suppose I can understand, and it is important to remember these things. And sometimes the history document, the, the history channel, just doesn't cover what you really need to do. But um, personally, I think I'd rather go to the Maldives and watch horrible histories on DVD. Well, well, not me, Mister. Yeah, not, and that's the other thought you see because. Um, the, the list we've got, I mean, you've got the Maldives are slowly disappearing thanks to rising sea levels. So I was waiting to see what happened with COP26 to <laughs> see whether that was likely. So it looks as though the Maldives is going to be going away reasonably soon. And uh, the same with the Amazon rainforest. Always wanted to go there. Um, and the other place I wanted to go was the uh, Galapagos Islands. But according, according to Mrs. Shan, that's full of plastic waste on the beaches now. So we've kind of missed that one. Yeah. Um, Van Otter is saying, uh, as put in the chat room, can he interest you in a piece of real estate near Chernobyl? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll let him know because we're going there. <laughs> uh, right. Well, on that uplifting note, I'll, I'll quickly pop over to what I've been doing this week. Well, this week, I've fini- um, we've mostly finished doing the study. We've got a study update, if you like. We've now got a new, like I said, the spent a lot of time assembling cabinets and things like that um in game um i've gone power play mad uh my power play commander uh, for some reason something major has happened in the in the wonderful world of power play um the alliance the one alliance power mahon has just roared ahead uh with um in in the ratings we don't know well all the other powers don't know how how and we're basically trying to rally the troops and uh, trying and getting ourselves back into a place to to compete with them. And we go, it's it's a tough one. And um, I don't know whether or not it's because we've been losing players or um, or whether or not something's happened or people have defected over there. It's um, yeah. So I've been I've been running around uh, fortifying systems. I've actually been going and attacking other powers' transports, which is a great deal of fun because I can be a pirate and not feel guilty. I can be a murdering pirate and not feel guilty. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm racking up the power play vouchers at the moment. Which uh, so what's the power play reward for them on the alliance? Uh, well, that's the thing. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. He's he's got some kind of um, heat cannon. Oh, that's right. The yes, yes. Uh, and yeah, that, uh, that's it. Uh, for some reason, he's he's top of the pile 
followed by Hudson, of all people, and then the Emperor. It's always between those three anyway, but um, for some reason he's he's just racing right ahead, and, and we're all trying to catch up, which, um, yeah. Uh, I've also done a bit of Odyssey, and uh, yeah, we'll touch on other things that I've done later in the show. So, um, with that, we'll move on to the development news. Uh, we touched on this last week. Um, it has been for, um, uh, Dr. K's final goodbye was, was found. Um, for those of you who have um, not seen it, uh, yeah, I think it's it's best to leave it for you to discover for yourself. Um, it's a nice little message and quite uh, appropriate, especially considering Elite. Um, so we move on to Thursday, which was a law run. Uh, as hosted with Bruce and Zach, uh, and they had Beetle Jude, Wotherspoon, and who was the third guy? Was it Green Crow? Green Crow, yeah. Yes. Crispy couldn't make I, it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Crispy Tater Top, but I, I got obviously mixed up. Um, yes, so they were discussing um, a lot to do with Thargoids, I believe, and getting quite into it. <laughs> um, plus, also, we do believe there was a little bit of a slip up. Hell on. Um, well, when you listen through, uh, it does seem that um, one of the CMs may have dropped a hint that we might be getting on foot Thargoi combat. I mean, that's inevitable, isn't it? But when we. Yeah, that, that's no, clearly they're not where admitting it's it, are they? Well, oh, I, to be fair, I would be more surprised if they said we weren't getting it. Yes. I mean, I would. I would be. Because there were, if you remember, they were the models that were shown in a leak, wasn't there? And mm-hmm. uh, a while ago, showing what looked like um, bagoids on their own. Yeah. And but that, uh, that came from the leak, though, didn't it? And people data mining. Yeah. So I, I would be I would be surprised if we didn't get it. I mean, the the big the big question about bagoid combat is where and how will it be? What mm-hmm. you know. Will will will, will Thargoids have guns, for example? Will they just spit acid and dissolve people, like in Starship Troopers? Um, or just be very, very fast for the ground and pierce you to bits? Because didn't well, didn't they do that mostly in Starship Troopers as well? Or was that aliens? No, no, the the, the bugs, the normal bugs would sort of like pierce the troopers, wouldn't they, through the chest and then rip them up and stuff. And it was oh. the it was a big fire. Firebug that kind of dissolved people, didn't it? Yes, there was a certain kind of big bugs that, um, yeah, that could even take out ships in orbit. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> although, although I, I kind of think players would be a little bit frustrated if they were as much of a bullet sponge as the bugs were in Starship Troopers. Yeah, I mean, what was it? It took five troopers, I think three mags to take out one bug. <laughs> That was it phenomenal. seemed like it. It seemed like it. It's like, what's the point of even giving them guns if they're going to take that long to kill? But anyway. Well, now you've got a reason for engineering your guns. <laughs> oh, dear. And we'll touch on engineering later. Um, it, I found it a very good stream. It was very good humoured, and it went into some really tin foil hat, tin foil hat areas. Um Bruce had his best poker face on him. In fact, at one point, I was worried because I didn't, I didn't know whether or not his his uh, screen had had frozen. Uh, all I can say is I don't want to play poker against him. Anybody else catch it? 
I was dipping in and out. I was doing some um some other editing stuff, but mm. it was it, what I saw was really was really good. Yeah. Uh and Moving on, uh, we had obviously Friday's Commander Creations, which were uh, a lot of nice posters, and um, someone had done a Ferdelance in uh, another game. Uh, and there was also a the quick fix that came out for the settlement stuttering. Now, this for me was an absolute winner, because uh, Update 8 was working fine apart from the bloody settlements. And then all of a sudden, this just fixed the whole thing, and it was great. So you kept the same level of detail. It's yep. just an increase in. Okay, cool. Yeah. So basically, I'm now able to run at mid on my graphics card. I'm able to run at mid detail um, at uh, 1080p and still manage to get between 40 uh, and 50 frames a second, which for me is absolutely adequate. So it doesn't bother me at all. Crank, have you tried to crank the detail and the, or the resolution up to see what happens? Uh, well, I can't crank the resolution up any higher. Uh, and if I do crank the detail up to high or ultra, then it drops to about three or four frames. So that's a big no. I also found out that I can't play in VR in Odyssey because, uh, well, my setup at the moment is just barely adequate to play Horizons. So I thought I'd give it a try. And yeah, it, it the frame rate was so awful. I would. I went. Nope. That's that's VR out of me until I get a new rig. So, um, yeah, that's that's been my experience so far. Um, let's see. We also had a, a community stream for today with uh, with again um, Zach and Bruce. Uh, mostly discussing uh, a lot of the things that the community have come up with, with obviously the weekly picture of Beetlejude. They're going to have to give her a, um, a you know, a, a separate section, I think, of, of each of those, um, uh, those streams, just because it comes out. And it was an oil painting. I thought it was a chalk. Yeah, I thought it was chalk. I know, she's so talented. I've got probably about five Beetlejuice um, pictures sat mm. waiting for frames, which I need to, I need to get my ass into gear with frames for this house, but um, sat waiting for frames to go up because they are just so stunning. She's such a legend. Yeah. I mean, I've, she, when, um, <laughs> when she painted the Asp Explorer model for me and, and sent that up, I had a nice surprise of a, of a, a, a Beetlejude painting myself. So uh, I've got that hidden away ready for a frame. So, yes, star, star of the community, and you'll hear more of her later. Um, <laughs> right. Um, on other news, we have uh, another stream coming up this Thursday, which I think is just going to be the guys doing... Um, Odyssey missions, which uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they, they come out with. Uh, and Zach today confirmed that the next time they go through the list of um, uh, the you know the top twenty issues list, that will be coming on the sixteenth. Um, they've moved that back because the um, to a, another week because they say they weren't getting the feedback they needed from the previous release. If you see what I mean. Did they outline what feedback they expected? Because and we'll touch on this thing with the main topic. But when they say "please give us feedback," mm-hmm. it always strikes me as the the quality and format of the feedback they get probably isn't much 
benefit to them, even well, if what the people are trying to say is... Well, okay. normally the feedback in the issue track is normally a lot more technical and is normally a lot more helpful than um, the feedback they get from, you know, the focus feedback forums. So, plus also it gives them an idea of, you know, which is the most important to the community, even though some of them you, you do look at and think, yeah, who's really wanting that? In other news, uh, the Steam chart numbers have now continued to rise for the fir- for the third week in a row. Player numbers are now 4.8% higher than September's figures. So that's uh, <laughs> that's a positive. Um, and of course, we didn't finish our discussion last week about uh, the fleet carriers. Um, and one thing that was surprised that surprised me was that the before they had said the narrative would end at some point uh, towards the end of 2021, beginning of 2022. It now looks as if they're going to extend that well into 2022. So, because um, I think, as far as this Azimuth uh, storyline that they're working on, it's about halfway through. So, do you think it's because the rate of progress on the story is slower than they expected, no. or, because, or because as they've gone along, they've kind of had a burst of creativity and gone, well, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, and it's just expanded? No, I think it's highly, it's entirely. Um related on the fact that at the moment we they they're not giving us cgs for um that are cgs that are just solely in Hor- um, in odyssey because the the console um community do not have access to um horizon um, to odyssey yet so there will come a time when they give us um cgs that are more weighted towards odyssey However, until everyone has equal opportunity to buy it, they won't do that. And I think some of the the story that they had planned definitely um being padded out really. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. They um the story that they had planned and everything that they had in the bracket probably and this is complete obviously it's complete conjecture, but mm-hmm. um probably has some on-foot Thargoid combat involved in it, if you're looking at the story that it currently is, probably has something along those lines. And they're not going to be able to offer that until they can offer Odyssey even as an option to console players. Uh, just as a quick aside, um, just to the chat room, I would like to congratulate Karash for, first of all, joining us, and secondly, for the best humble brag I've heard so far today. He says, I am using an RTX... Uh, 3080, and I went from 9 frames a second to 90 frames a second in one settlement. Get. <laughs> and I'm stuck on a 1050, for goodness sake. All Crash needs to do is say, oops, typo, I meant 90 to 95 FPS. Using <laughs> it's like a typo. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'm, I'm in the process of actually assembling components for a new um, new desktop and then i got to the price of the present price of the graphics cards and my jaw just went well won't be getting any of them just yet so uh i mean the fleet carriers themselves uh i I take it that we've kind of worked out what um room on on the concourse is going to kind of match with the room in uh the facility in the on the carrier you see what i mean yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, so it, 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 
the only one that does get me is the secure cargo. Is, is that all just going to be managed via the bartender or something? I don't know. I mean, the bartender also serves as a materials trader. Yeah. Don't they? So, I, I don't know, because you have to think, well, if you've got a materials trader who's the, you know, who's the barman for Odyssey, why can't you have a materials trader for Horizons stuff as well? Yeah. Just uh, just as a quick aside, Commander Humbo in the chat. I don't. I'm not actually complaining about my 1050. I'm actually quite grateful for it because it was given to me. But um, <laughs> I'm not slagging it off. It's just I'm just jealous of Crash. That's what it. you need to do, Colin, is you need to buy a whole new PC with <laughs> the graphics card you want in it, then sell the PC and keep the graphics card. Uh, yeah, apparently um, the Dow Scotsman says, I'll oh, cheer up, I don't need both kidneys. Actually, I do, I'm that old. Why don't you, why don't you offer to decorate Ben's living room? <laughs> With what? <laughs> Whatever Ben provides you. I mean, I'm sure you... I'm sure With your kidneys, some... obviously. <laughs> I'm sure Ben's got some mirrors he, you can put on the ceiling for him or something. Not in the living room. Right. <laughs> Let us go over the in-game events which have happened this week. Right, there's actually quite a bit of uh, a breakdown here, actually. Um, last Wednesday, uh, or 3rd of November, 3307, um, it does seem that demands for Federal Re Rebellion have declined. Um, it does seem that since the uh, Jupiter Division was, was hammered, by this spy network that um, a lot of people went, oh, maybe it's a good idea after all. And um, yes, the... <laughs> um, however, somebody did a, a nice bit of analysis to show that actually the Federation has lost half its systems since the game was launched in the last seven years. While the, Emperor, the Empire has stayed stable, and a lot more independent systems has have risen. The alliance hasn't hasn't done too well in in, but it just got me the fact that the that the federation was at the beginning of the game was twice the size of the empire, and now they're on par. All I can say is it serves the federation right for kicking me out of their systems when I was trying to be neutral and independent, and they were like, "No, we caught you carrying some." Um, Oh, what the hell are they called? Uh, occupied escape pods. Therefore, we don't want your thoughts around here. Sod off. <laughs> uh, how long ago was that, Ben? 2012, seven? 2013? Yeah. yeah, seven years ago. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't hold grudges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, just, um, it just surprised me, the fact that I've, I've always got my head that the, the Federation is this, this massive power. But it's now it's shrinking at an incredible rate, and it's it doesn't look like it's it's stabilizing anytime soon. Yet I don't think that's actually been reflected in the in the plot so far. Um, obviously, uh, the next thing that came along was uh, the Colonia Bridge Project Phase Two, which was a CG this uh, this week. It was completed incredibly quickly especially in the bubble i think by saturday it saturday morning it completed mm -hmm. uh, you managed to get your um yeah uh, my skin on my teeth yeah that was the when did you manage to get it just in time on saturday did you no i did it on um 
I did it on uh, Thursday. I, I streamed Elite Thursday and Friday, and it was literally all I did was hauling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I must admit, I was watching uh, Fiery Toad, uh, him who does a lot of... Uh, uh, fantastic work with voice packs. Um, he had decided, right, since the CG had ended and I haven't got what I needed, I'm going to go and do the one in Colonia. And I managed to see him leave the bubble and get to Colonia in less than three hours. Can I just, like, just quickly ch- chime in and say happy birthday, Toady? Oh, is it his birthday today? I believe it is. I, I could be completely wrong, but I believe it is. Uh, well done. So if it is yeah. your birthday, happy birthday. If it isn't, oops. Yeah, so that's the first time I've seen a Colonia speedrun, and considering that I'm still got 16,000, no, 15,000 light years still to go, I've only done 6,000 since leave uh, in my 24 light year clipper, it's, 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 oh dear, (laughs) I've got a long way to go for that. Um, Obviously, uh, on the 5th of November, um, the Aegis leader decides to oppose salvation. The main question is, I've got to ask, is has Admiral Tanner gone nuts? Yes. <laughs> Very tentative. Uh, um, well, a little bit, yeah. Because it's it's like Aegis are going, yeah, no, no, nothing to do with us. Back away, love. No, this. <laughs> Mate, they're trying to hold him back, and he's had a t- uh, one or two many shandies, and he's right <laughs> at the front going, "I can take you." It's it's very funny. It is very very funny, and it's the beginning of a bar fight, and I love it. <laughs> so yes, I mean there is a potential uh, combat CG. Is it Aegis versus Salvation? Oh, who knows? Well, on the eighth of November, um, Act captures most of the theater group. Um, this is the people that who have been responsible for the Thargoid enzyme bombings uh, of space stations, including our beloved space, uh, Lave Station. Um, however, they didn't get the leader Theta-7. So, uh, yeah, they've made progress, but not enough. We needed them all. Um, and just today, they have announced that there's been no progress with the Dread... Uh, the Dredger Deadlock. So that means that the Orion University, who have been trying to get hold of the the Space Dredger, still haven't been able to um, communicate or gain entry to to the aforementioned Dredger, uh, even almost losing a couple of ships into the maw of the thing in the first place. Um, So another couple of things to mention is that Operation Ida. Now, you would have thought that they would to have started work on a lot of the stations that have been damaged. However, it does appear that there's no point actually starting to repair stations while there's even the merest um, presence of Thargoids. Because as soon as Thargoid Thursday flips over, that station is just re-damaged and they lose all their their, um, progress. So what they're doing in in the meantime, they are waiting for the Anti-Xeno Initiative to clear... um, station uh, clear the the systems of the thargoid presence and then they're going to start moving in in the meantime they're preparing for their holiday haul which is a go a real life gofundme uh, and a set which will be set up with 100% of the proceeds going directly to a, a good true uh, good clause 
uh, withholding and other in-game shenanigans and they're going to let you choose the charity so um, if you need to know how that is pop over to their discord and look in their announcements uh, speaking of the anti-xeno initiative uh, we now have nine systems which are under Thargoid attack. Seven systems still have a massive presence. One is down to significant. Uh, and finally, Astropi is almost clear. Um, the AXI staff has issued an Operation Milnio. Uh, its objective is to hammer the Thargoids, see what they've done there, uh, over the course of a week on their two active fronts, which is the Witchhead and the Pleiades. Uh, they're quoted as saying, our stance as a group and a hub is to provide assistance to the systems under siege. The AXI Eclipse it will set course to HIP 23759, so all commanders wishing to participate, make sure you're packed with all your arsenal and board the flagship. We will give you the rank party or survivor by the end of the week, and this operation will run in to, from now until November the 13th. So uh, this does seem to be uh, a lot of in-game shenanigans going on, which does lead us to that time of the week. <laughs> Store alert! Uh, well, welcome back. Well, unfortunately, there's actually nothing new in the store. Um, the sale, the Halloween sale, has continued until today. So you've probably got until midnight tonight to get your discounts and all your Halloween bits for your arcs. So if you've got any spare arcs, that's, now's the time to use them. Um, Shan? Um, have we heard anything about a Black Friday skin? sale because if i remember the last few years they've had a black friday skin sale so i'm wondering whether they are reserving the store alerts for black friday it's only a couple of weeks away isn't it it is isn't it um yeah thursday november well, last friday in november so yeah that's a couple of weeks away so whether wonder whether we'll see anything new in the store alert until then it would be nice I can't see them doing anything new in Black Friday sale. What, like you can't see any like fully black outfits? Like full on stealth outfits. <gasps> oh. <laughs> they did that with the original what? ones, didn't they? Because there was the original Black Friday midnight black skin. Yeah. And people moaned because they couldn't see the ships that were killing them. So, in sub- <laughs> so, so in subsequent years, they changed the Black Friday black skins to be slightly shinier. Yeah, because I remember that. Because I, I remember people complaining that their anaconda was being totaled by eagles all in the black skins. So, and they couldn't. And basically, they were being stealthy. You couldn't see them. Cool. Oh, they did look super cool. No, I mean, they'd have to be running cold, because otherwise you just target something and who cares what skin it's got. Well, that was a very popular build at the time, because uh, you would have your black-skinned asp in mm-hmm. silent running, loaded up with railguns. 
Yep, and that's what they did with uh, these eagles and uh, uh, and basically railguns. So that these things would run absolutely silent and you couldn't detect them. And the next thing you know, you had basically four eagles opening up on you and your anaconda wouldn't stand a chance. Uh, those, the, those, those were the days. I'm going to agree with Elvis <laughs> Kremen here who wouldn't mind a black, uh, black crate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. was the one last year? Good. I, don't, I don't know that there was. There's I feel like it... I feel like had there been, I would have, I would have snapped it up. So mm. maybe, maybe, maybe there was. What would be good would be the uh, original crate look on a modern <laughs> crate. You, you know, you've got the wireframe yeah, skin the classic over one, the like Anaconda, and there's yeah. a wireframe crate bobblehead, isn't there? I think there is. Yes. So a wireframe crate skin would That'd be, be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I guess we'll have to see, but Black Friday soon. So. Hopefully, we'll get some really good store alerts on Black Friday. Well, let's hope so. Um, right, before we start with the uh, the discussion, uh, Ben, do you want to go over what is a year's worth of Lave Radio? I can do, especially seeing as we appear to be looking at an infinite uh, witch space jump. Oh, dear. Uh, the, yeah. the Braben's Tunnel, as they call it. Yep. I, I don't want to know anything. You're looking up, tunnel, but... <laughs> looking up Braven's tunnel. We're looking down. Well, I was looking up. I was looking up Crash's tunnel earlier, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, so yeah, with this being the 365th episode, I thought we'd have a you know. Oh, that's year, where you've got the year from. A year, oh. We have a year's worth of lay radio kind of idea, seeing as this is episode 365, which ironically Jeez. enough. There's actually been mm-hmm. 370 episodes of Late Radio, despite the fact this is episode 365. So, where are they like the lost episodes of Doctor Who or something? You know, they're just we, lost in the Late archives. So, we have done, I think we had like, so like episode 200, A, B, and C, and we've got another couple like that as well. Yeah, it was 300 A, B, A, and B, wasn't yeah. it? So, are you, are you including the Lave Con? Episodes in that as well. The real, the real LaveCon episode, yes. Um, I think the oh, how, how can I say this? The <laughs> the the dusty Lave Radio episodes. I don't think they've gone out as a podcast. Uh, they they were just available to LaveCon attendees, and of course on the Twitch or YouTube as well. I, they um, were the ones where it was like eyes wide shut. Wasn't there where everyone was walking around with masks and yeah, strange costumes? Yeah, okay. Um, I think Shan's getting something mixed up. I think here. Shan's actually thinking about the oh, personal the fantasy, on... personal fantasy, possibly personal fantasy. But I think he might be thinking about the ambassador's reception on Friday nights, which is well, is you're invited to cosplay to it, <laughs> which might be what Shan's thinking about. And if I've it isn't what been... Shan's thinking about. I really don't know if I want to know. No. Maybe I was no. getting mixed up with Dockers. I don't know. <laughs> That's no, you can never get mixed up with Dockers. Yeah, but I could also see Dockers involving masks and things. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, you've got some running times for us. Yeah. Um, we've, we've made over 710 hours of content, which is... I think, sorry, Ben. Yeah. Sorry, Ben. I'm going to dispute that. Figure. I'm not going to say quality content. Just content. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just 
Just noise. 710 <laughs> hours of noise. Yes. Um, we obviously, we have done episodes of the Conclave, which we keep meaning to do again, uh, which that's sort of like meant to be like a community, get a bunch of people together and let's have a natural on a topic. Yeah, problem right is we've got... That's organising everybody. Well, yeah, because it's surprisingly how passionate people get on this and we end up having to be keep them apart, stopping that, fights happening. But also when they get passionate, it's like, you know, as oh, as uh, Psychic found out the other day, you even get a couple of people talking about one topic and, you know, it's you go through a quarter of the content you actually planned on, didn't you? <laughs> Um, oh yes. So, so getting—it's—it's it's a very hard thing to run and to organise. Plus, we can barely arrange our own lives, let alone arranging anyone else's. But we really—we really should do one again. And think of another <laughs> thing we really should do again. We also did retrolave, which was—that's—I mean—that was kind of Colin and my gateway drug, I guess you could say, wasn't it, Colin? It was. Yes, we started doing that, and that's where I got the reputation of. Being a librarian, being a librarian, because I I seem to have memorised every single flight manual for every single um, space sim up In, until. Uh, I think this needs to put the test, Colin. I think you made a claim there. I think we need to test it. Oh God! Okay. So next week we'll have a mastermind content contest for Colin. Uh, <laughs> for let me see, um, original elite classic Star Glider. No, not Star Glider. I didn't do Star Glider. Oh, uh, I did Star Glider too. Yep, Privateer. Okay. You are coming up with these questions, aren't you, Sean? I, I will think of some questions, yes. Okay. I'll, I'll Privateer, Privateer 2, I-War, I-War 2. Wing, Wing Commander? Wing Commander 1 through 4, and in Wing Commander Armada, which controversially I still think is the best one. <sighs> oh, that shut you up. <laughs> yeah, the... I, was trying to, I, I was trying to think whether actually Wing Commander Armada was actually any good or not, whether I thought it was any good. But anyway. Oh, yes, Crash has got a good one. We should ask Colin what the first letter of paragraph three on page 67 <laughs> of the Frontier <laughs> 2 manual is. So, Colin, you can be our own walking, talking, piracy. <laughs> piracy breaker. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's a little bit too much, but okay. <laughs> you can have a laugh for that. Who else was involved in Retrolave, Colin? It was you, me, si Cow. Simon Winnard. Oh, yeah, Winnard was there. I forgot about Winnard. God. Jarvis yeah. turned up uh, yeah. and did a couple, and so did Mr. Stabler. I think. Did oh, Vigor ever and Alan. Crash? Yeah. I think Crash did a couple. Oh, Vigor, definitely. There's a, there's a voice from the past. God, he was 14 when it all started, and he's no. now... Isn't he married or something now? He, oh, it, it makes you feel so old. It do, really yeah. does. <laughs> well, he was 14 when it started, and now his voice is broken. What's that what you're going to say? <laughs> no, I and, his parents had to, didn't, weren't they sort of sitting in the bar, like, letting him do his thing, but, but you know, we've got our 14-year-old son and all these strange men. Yes, Ben. <laughs> Uh, and Flossie. And Flossie. Yes. And of course the first time we met first time we met Flossie, we all thought that she'd pro she was someone's mum and she was yeah. looking after him. And then we found out she was worse than the rest of us put together. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um episode one was released on the twenty second of February two thousand and thirteen. 
Indeed. <laughs> Six months before the first guard frequency episode. Got to point that out. <laughs> Not scoring points at all. <laughs> anyway, they were doing Star Citizen at the time. Yeah. Um, original hosts, obviously Fozzer, Alan, John Stabler, and Chris Jarvis. Um, we have some retired hosts, which, uh, of course, we've got Karash, who's in the chat room at the moment, but he, he, he likes the guest from time to time. Uh, Lisa Vu, who's who's now in, in uh, Seattle working for Nintendo, of all play- yeah. things. Um, we've got, obviously, Cal. Now, Cal's he, he still helps out with LaveCon. And we, well, he's we kinda... still, he's, Cal still helps out everywhere. Yes, he did. We, 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 Cal we, is LaveCon. Yeah, code just hides in the background. <laughs> yes, uh, um, Doctor Toxic, who's um, uh, we'll, we'll we'll give a sympathetic wave to Doctor Toxic. Um, we we'll hope we know he's had a little bit of bad news, and we hope it's not as bad as we as he we all think it is. And of course, Commander Souverine, who is uh, still publishing stuff, and at this moment is being a snotty little goblin. <laughs> In D and D, I I heard he was having children. You heard? Oh, do you think that's why he's left? Because he he decided I, that he's yes, because he, he he was so anti-children, anti-baby <laughs> on the show. I think the souvet, uh, I think the souvet became with child, so he could no longer show his face. So that's why. Yeah. Either that, uh, who regarded the store alert. Song as <laughs> the pinnacle of his labor radio career, and decides to leave at the top. I, I, I actually think it probably is closer to the la- to that because you know he's it's the it's the best thing to ever happen. And yeah, if you're gonna go, go at the top. <laughs> um, right, obviously there's LeaveCon. Now that's run by HWS, who which is married by both Karen and Alan. Um, now they are, we have been supported by Frontier in the past, including awesome shipskins. Now uh, we had one in 2013 at Cheltenham Spa, where uh, we had Michael Brooks turn up, and we discovered the wonderful game of Buckaroo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 2014 Kettering Conference Centre, which I think that was my first one, uh, and uh, yes, the retro leave on that one was fun. Oswald's first one. Yeah. Um, um, also, since, since then, we've been at the Sedgebrook Hall Hotel near Th- Northampton, um, which is all I, yeah, I. We know it's a little bit out of the way, but it's actually really worth it because a nice part of the country. It's a lovely venue, mm. and the staff there they 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 can't do enough for you. And uh, they actually like us, don't they? For some reason, yeah. Whether whether or not dry every year, of course they like us. Well, whether or not Karen and Alan feed the onion head. Every year, I'm not sure, but they they do seem to like it. Yeah, they even have members of staff actually come back when they find that that we're turning up, which is weird. Uh, unfortunately, uh, due to present world surf uh, circumstances, obviously it's been online only this year uh, and the previous year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. If you're triple jabbed, <laughs> it'll be quadruple jabbed by the time that comes around. Oh God, the way it's going, yeah. Um, yes, there's going to be pills, apparently, isn't there? Oh yeah, but they're only if you got it. They're not a, they're not a vaccination pill. Oh, they're that's a, okay. So a, the pills if you have it. Yeah, if you're if you test positive, apparently you take a pill, and yeah. Anyway, take one before yeah. bed time. You'll be fine. 
I'd just like to point out to Little Big Yin, when we mean retired, we don't mean as in Blade Runner retired. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're fine. Oh, Crash is... Crash, uh, I would Crash is Crash living proof. Hang on, wait. If we're taking anybody around the back to shoot them, I want to be the one to do the shooting. <laughs> Have you and just read the show Crash? <laughs> no. You know, how do people know that Crash landing in Twitch just now is actually the real mm -hmm. Crash? Yeah, he could just be an AI. A chatbot. A Chinese chatbot. There we go. That's who he is. Okay. I wasn't expecting that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's effectively Lib Radio for the last... <laughs> How many years is it now? 2038? Seven and a half? Seven and a half years. Seven? No. It's more than that. It's eight and a half. Whatever. Bloody We're doing Australian mathematics again. <laughs> you know, I'd completely forgotten about that. <laughs> Sorry, Alan, if I've reminded anyone. Oh, oh, oh. damn! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can you can tell he's an English lecture, English professor, and not a not a maths professor. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I think what we'll do is we'll take a short break, and then we'll come back with our main discussion. We buy any ship, bar none. We buy any ship, bar none. Any model, any colour, any shape, any size. We buy any ship, bar none. We here at We Buy Any Ship, bar none, are ready to take your excess space travel vehicles off your hands. No more negotiating with dodgy space station vendors. We'll simply give you an estimated quote online. Then, when you get here, we'll point out all the little dints and scratches that make the price get smaller and smaller before we actually give you any money. And the beauty is... We take any ship. We buy any ship. Bar none. Terms and conditions apply. We buy any ship excludes trading in any of the following vehicles. Anta, Anaconda, Asp, Boa, Cobra, Constrictor, Cruisers, Eagle, Falcon, Gecko, Griffin, Gear, Harris, Harrier, Hawk, Kestrel, Crate, Lanners, Lifters, Lions, Mantis, Merlin, Mori, Osprey, Panther, Puma, Python, Saker, Sidewinder, Skeet, Spar, Stowmaster, Tearsel, Tiger, Transporter, Turner, Viper, Wyvern, or any Imperial or Thargoid vessels. You've flown ships at max speed. <laughs> You've felt the power of the 30 megawatt mining laser. <laughs> You've experienced the efficiency of the MB4 mining machine. Wow. But it leaves every hardcore miner with just one question. Why can't I get a shave that's that fast, close and efficient? Introducing the Saracen MB5 shaving drone. It's so smooth. Combining the power of a mining laser with the convenience of a drone. It's like every hair is targeted by a fighter and destroyed. Saracen's patented shaving drone attaches to your face at the start of the day. Leave it to do its work, and when you come back to check, your face is shaved. He's so smooth. It's like I'm mining my face. The Saracen MB5 shaving drone. Now I feel manly. Saracen shaving. Making shaving an unnecessary adventure. Hi, I'm Trent Stephen Findlis Jr., and I'm here to tell all you pilots about a great new service. Take a listen to my friend, Pete. My name is Pete and I'm a long distance haulier. I drive a Puma shipping farm machinery from Leasty to Sawayo. I love my family and I don't mind being a hard working blue collar dad, but I'm tired of seeing my family grow old in front of my eyes. Every time I make the run there and back I lose 15 days in hyperspace. My family is starting to notice that they're getting older and I'm not. My wife had a baby last week, I did a week of shifts and now my kids got teeth. I wish there was some way my family could get old at the same speed as me. There is, Pete. How? By buying into my new service, Findlist Cryogenics. 
We aim to put the freeze on the premature aging of your family. The process is simple. Our unique family centers allow you to drop off your loved ones on the way to work. Simply hire the number of cryogenic pods you need and keep your family asleep while you fly among the stars. We ensure synchronicity with your flight patterns so they spend the same time awake that you spend in the cockpit. And when you get home, bingo! Your family is the same age as you. Never lose family time in hyperspace again. We guarantee that you'll never miss another birthday, anniversary or funeral. Wow, Trent. That sounds great. Where do I sign? Simply put your credit card details into our special webpage under the hashtag WeFreezeYourLove. We'll take care of the amounts. No need to worry about that. It's so simple. I can't wait to keep my family in a secure block of ice. It's a weight off my mind. Findalist Cryogenics. Now at your local spaceport. Findalist Cryogenics. Because the family that grows old together goes cold together. And welcome back. Well, our main topic for this evening is probably quite a familiar one. Engineering. Now, um, this has happened because Bruce put uh, up a notice on Friday uh, that they would like a focused feedback thread, that they'd like our opinions on Balancing ship engineering and material gathering. Uh, now, this came absolutely out of nowhere. I didn't think they'd be wanting to make another pass at engineering, but um, it looks like we, uh, <laughs> uh, we've we got yet another attempt at this. This is going to be their, their third shot at engineering. Um, now, they have said that the... They wanted to reignite the series of balancing changes that started before Odyssey's release. Um, now, they'd like our feedback on the number these aspects involved. Uh, they'd like to look at the balancing of the engineering, and they call this the grind. Um, so, as far as material gathering is concerned... Are, we, are they... we not allowed to play that clip now, Colin? What clip? The clip I shared earlier about the grind. No. No. No, no, no. No. It's family friendly. It was on Family Guy. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't <laughs> make. Just because it's got family in the title doesn't mean it's family friendly, Sunshine. It is not family friendly. And you aren't. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you you should be aware that Ben is back. <laughs> Malarkey. <laughs> I have never. If you never managed to get me and Shan to agree on something so quickly. And even the sidekick group shows you how bad it is. It was a brilliant clip and all about the grind. Different kind of grind, but it's still the grind. Right, moving on. <laughs> um, there's obviously material gathering, which they've, they've broken down into three subjects. Availability and time requ- required, alternative gathering methods, and rolling for engineering improvements. And then they've put this other feedback and suggestions section, now, um, I've had a, a quick look over the, what uh, they're wanting, and personally, I have kind of missed the point. Um, the problem that I've always had with engineering is the balancing of the ships after the uh, after you've finished your engineering, not the actual engineering grind itself. Am I the only one who thinks that? Uh, no. So I, I did. I, I know I said I want to go last, but you've asked the question. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go on a bit more detail a bit later on. But yes, I think the the issue is with 
I've read through all 30 odd pages of it, and it seems as though people generally want an I win button. And they, they seem generally, people seem fixated on the idea that more powerful ships, more jump range, more shields, more everything makes more fun content. And I would disagree with that assertion. But anyway. Hmm. Right. Well, let, let's take each of these sections uh, in uh, in part. First of all, availability and time required. Um, people want to obtain these uh, materials as fast as pop possible. Materials with grades 1 to 3 are typically tracked traded down from grade four and fives to make them w w uh, worthwhile together by themselves should their availability and the rate which they are obtained be increased similarly grade five uh, materials can be traded down into grade three uh, four materials within the same category however grade four and five materials take similar amounts of time to gather together so should the number of materials be picked up for instance be increased to account for this says we're also aware that some materials are much harder to find than others and are rather tied to rarer bgs states can you let us know which materials ought to be made more readily discoverable and they want estimates of how many uh, how often it takes to get all these grade five materials um so that's how they they say that these things are happening at the moment most people are effectively looking for grade four and fives and then getting all the grades ones to three when they grind down. Um, should people have more access to grade four and fives? Yes. However, the, that does come with a huge caveat. Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, my understanding is I don't, I don't grind for engineering materials at all anymore because... Um, the, ain't nobody got time for that, and you can do it relatively passively, all right. And I do mm -hmm. a lot of tra I do a lot of trading up as well, which isn't possibly the best way to go about it. Yeah. But when you're collecting materials passively, the likelihood is that you have an excess of like the lower grade materials, so you can trade up um, while still doing stuff that you enjoy. Yes. That said, I know a lot. I know a fair few people who are like, okay, I need to do the um, engineering grind. So, or I I need to top up my grade five materials. So I have to switch back into um, horizons to be able to do it successfully. And I'm talking about the crystal shards here, right. which were a really really good way for commanders to go out, not have to worry about um, relogging all the time, a la Jameson Memorial or something on those lines. And actually go out, play the game as intended, and that's now a loop that is is missing to them. Yeah. So, if that is something that they want to want to have missing to them, um, I'm very much of the opinion that if um, instead of being in like sets of three, they were maybe in sets of five, that might soften the blow a little bit for there not being crystal shards. Do you know what I mean? When you pick something up and you get three of them, basically. Yeah, yeah, if you and, could pick and, something and, up and then get five of them, that might soften the blow a little bit for them, and it would you. stop making some steps into making that grind a little bit more palatable for those people who are like the anti Xeno crew and those who need those hugely engineered ships, and they need a crap ton of um, uh, a synthesis as well to do what they need to do. Fair enough, I like, I, I like that, Shan. Going on this particular topic, I'm of the personal view 
that um, repetitive gameplay or repetitive actions does not equal engaging gameplay. So I think what we're seeing with people saying, oh, we need to have this way of getting materials or that way of getting materials, what they're actually saying is the gameplay loops that are there to gather materials, they're finding unfun and boring, so they want to shorten it. So it almost doesn't matter what mechanic they choose, it has to be engaging, entertaining, challenging from beginning to end, because otherwise what will happen is you'll get, oh, yes, you'll have five this time, then someone will say, well, actually, seven is a better number, then it's nine, then it's, it's whatever. You're on a treadmill, you never, ever get off again once you start down that particular loop. So I think they should be focusing on making the gathering of these materials more engaging than simply bumping the numbers. But well, bumping that... the numbers up would probably be a start. Yeah, well, but that, thankfully, uh, very kindly, Shan, has actually just led me straight into point number two, which was alternative gathering methods. Now, there they've said, we appreciate that the repetitive nature of material gathering is not may not be for everyone. Hmm. Um, some have called for ways to earn materials while engaged in the specific type of content they enjoy. Um, we'd like to hear your feedback about the idea of unique missions offered by the engineers themselves. These could be repeatable or and offer materials specific to the upgrades offered by the engineer who issues them. Let us know what you think of this idea and how many materials might you might think might offer relative to the gathering of the materials of manually. Um, the other idea is to allow materials to be bought with items that are not available at commodity markets. These include things such as exploration data, bounty vultures, void opals and thargoid hearts, and that would allow players to earn materials while playing for their chosen disciplines. Well, I must admit, I, I am quite intrigued about the unique missions offered by engineers themselves. Um, there's been a lot of people who have who've basically cried out for, I don't know, a little mission packs or something like that, which link into the engineers. So, you know, you run the, these three or four missions for the engineer um, and you will get um, materials that you can use for upgrades as rewards. Um, Shan? Um, yes, yeah, so on the subject of engineering missions for void opals, thyroid hearts, and stuff like that, mm. is you'd need to make the materials mission specific because otherwise people would just load their carrier up with void opals, thyroid hearts, and whatever, bump the price up, and then you'd be bypassing the missions. You'd just be going through some of the fleet carrier. Oh, no, no, no. That, you misunderstand there, Shan. Um, the that's the other idea. It's separate. So basically, um, what they're saying is they've got one idea, which is the these these missions which are offered by the engineers, where you would get materials as the rewards, or you trade in uh, exploration data, bounty vouchers, void opals for materials. Um, it, they're not mutually exclusive. No, no, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking saying they were. I, I was focusing on a possible way around the the engineering missions where i don't know you you i don't know get three escape capsules for etienne dawn and he gives you a void opal for the materials you could quite easily go to some of the fleet carrier not do the escape capsules and just buy the void opal no why but you he, wouldn't so why is he giving you void opals i thought he was yeah i'm confused there because if, if you give your stuff to etienne dawn he won't give you void 
Hopeless. He'll give you the materials that you need for him to do some work. Right, so are they saying then the void opals and whatever we're talking about is not going to be an engineering material? It's No, it's engineer. not an engineering No, you can trade them for materials. Void opals are just a commodity. They're not an engineering material. Yeah, they're, they're saying the, the, the other idea is to allow materials to be bought with items that are not available at commodities markets, such as exploration data, void opals, you know, stuff that you can mine but you can't, you can't buy. But you could if you put your void opals in a carrier. Anyway, let's go. Let's let's let's, let's move on. It's just obviously, you think about that one some more. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about the idea of having these sort of missions linked to the engineers? Is this one of the things that people have been crying out for for ages? I think so, but it depends on the nature of the missions, I guess, because in of themselves, the missions can become repetitive, and mm-hmm. I suppose everything can. So. I mean, do you remember when modular terminals used to be a thing? But the grind for modular terminals used to take forever, didn't it? Do you remember that? It does ring a bell, but it's been that long ago. And, and, and now modular terminals are such a common reward. Doing the mission is trivialized. Modular oh, terminals. yes, I've got you. Yeah, I remember that now because they were, you only used to get them from Sirius or something daft like that, which is really difficult. Yeah, um, so- Oh, Crash is having a breakdown because he, he's just been reminded how difficult it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard to argue with the idea of of you know these extra missions offered by the engineers. It just, I don't know, it just gives me a little smack of theme park MMO instead of sandbox. Why is that? Why? Why? Because it's 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 the same little mini. The, the one thing that I used to love and hate about Star Wars Galaxies is, in order to get a certain spaceship, you would run through these three or four missions, uh, and you'd always go through those three or four missions. There wasn't any variety to them, and I think that might. I don't think they they've got a system flexible enough to dynamically give you more variety for doing those unique missions you, they'd have to do a, a kind of set little mini campaign which if you play again and again and again gets immersion breaking I mean, the, it's kind was, of the same with everything though isn't it like everything not in a leap sort of continues towards uh, look, you unlocking um, blueprints for example being one of them it's the same thing the same thing the sort of over and over again, you repeat the same process. It's like that little mini game. I'm, um, I'm struggling. I'm, I guess I'm struggling to see the difference. That's all. There was definitely differences because what uh, what I was thinking about the engineering process in general is people blame Frontier for the engineering stuff, but the reality was actually players wanted a way of getting more jump range or better work. So the pressure was on Frontier, I believe to do something with the existing ship to increase power, ability, whatever you want to call it. And they responded by the concept of engineers. But I think the the misstep perhaps they took um, under peer pressure was they went for a vertical gear-based progression system rather than a horizontal progression system so Mm. what you've got ever since the engineering was first done is you've got a power creep 
of we need more jump range. Oh, we need more jump range. Or we need shields. Oh, we need more shields. And what actually that ends up doing is it throws the entire balance of the game, not only in PvP, but also PvE, right out of kilter. Because you then have to have enemies that can suddenly take on the fully engineered Corvette, or you then need to ramp up something to counterbalance the gear that the players have grinded for. And, yeah. and, one, and once you get on the vertical progression system, you then enter into like an arms race between the players with lots of times who can stomach lots and lots of repetitive action versus the new player who finds themselves suddenly outclassed because they weren't there at the start. Um, so, and I know, Colin, you've, you mentioned this before, but I, I think there's a choice they should, they should put to the community is, do you want us to rebalance engineering or do you want us to go along the, go along the same route? Um, but Colin, I know you, you spoke this earlier, didn't you, about your idea for engineering? Um, yeah, but I was going to come to that at the, at the very end, but, uh, um, yeah, the other thing that they wanted to talk about was the actual rolling for engineering improvements. Now, for those of you that remember the first time they did engineering, it was horribly RNG. Uh, you were lucky if you managed to get one special effect on your laser. Um, <laughs> now, with this version, it, the, the, the RNG is reduced quite a lot. However, they're now thinking they want to remove the RNG completely so that when you are doing engineering improvements, you know that it'll take this many t attempts to go from grade two to three and this many engineer attempts to go from grade three to four. I mean, do you think that's better than just watching the... No. You don't? Yes. You prefer the random? No. Okay, we'll go Shan first and then, then Psychic. Oh, no. Well, Psychic is... No, no, no. You that's what it means. Okay, my, my reason for saying no is, well, if you cast your mind back to the original idea for engineers is that these were experimental scientists who fiddled with things and what you ended up isn't maybe what you wanted, but it would be something like what you wanted. That was the original reason behind the RNG role. They then got into the, um, you always get a better role than what you wanted, than what you did last time, it would just take a varying amount to get there. And that still uses that same concept of it's experimental science. And although you'll get there in the end, sometimes it'll work and sometimes it won't. A bit like overclocking a processor or a graphics card. But the reason I say no is because by the time you've got down to you'll always get this result X number of times, you may as well give people a number of points they can put into something. And maybe, I don't know, they'll decide to increase the jump range and that will have the effect of, of this. So by the time you get around to certainty, you may as well have an attribute point system, which means you can then tune it precisely to what you want. Right. Fair enough. Psych it. Okay. I, I, will, I will take that system that allows me to tune it to what I want. Thank you. That would be great. 
I don't see I don't see a I don't see a problem with that. Um you you're talking about making this easier for um for those players who don't have the time to put a massive time sink into into elite. If they know exactly what materials that they need to get rather than oh I think I might need 10 of this something like that. The that's that's ideal. That's going to really help the more casual player and might get them more interested in um in uh, things that require engineering, and more interested in furthering themselves in the game, rather than rather than it being something that um, just because just because we didn't have it that way doesn't mean that it's it's not a good idea. Yeah, uh, Colin, yeah. can I ask another question of people? I've been being quiet as well, but yeah, well, you... ben, ben and Ben and Crash are, are thrashing out their um, their differences in a, in the conflict zone at the moment. All right, so. okay. Um, my, the question I've got then is: Do we see engineering as an, an enabler? You know, it, it allows you to do things easier than maybe you wouldn't, you, know, you didn't do previously. Is it an, an enabler or is it an objective? Um, well, this is a thing. Uh, I think if, if you want to take on the big bads, which will be Thargoids and Guardians, I think you are going to need engineered ships and. I know people have said, oh, you don't need to engineer it. I've managed to take out a Medusa and unengineered Adder. <laughs> You're a git. Uh, but, <laughs> but not that many people have that level of skill or time to practice for that skill. So they're going to need a leg up with the engineering. Um, it's just, I think, well... The point it, about it, that... Like, sorry. Oh, no, go on, go on Sean. No, the, the point about that is you enter into a gear treadmill where, well, you've played MMOs as well, Colin. You, you know yeah. that you, you get you get to level 70 in WoW and then the next one comes out, oh, it's level 80 and you need to be, you need to have a gear check before you can go into a dungeon because the dungeon is tuned such that people who haven't got the right gear can never do it. And it becomes, as I said, becomes an arms race between people who consume the content quicker than others, and then the developers need to up the ante. It's, it's like in, uh, it's like in movies or, or comics or or anything like that. Is that you have the first one and they have a big bad, and they defeat the big bad, and then in the sequel they have to go bigger or nasty or whatever just to keep people interested. And you're forever on a. It has to be bigger. It has to be badder. It has to be more powerful. Otherwise, people won't engage and in my mind that's that's a no-win scenario for a developer and probably even for a player to go down that vertical progression route and once you get on there it's virtually impossible to get off it yeah uh yes we're, <laughs> we're kind of kind of going around on the same points again uh, because well it's it's one of these things Effectively, do we want to engineering the engineering grind to be less? In other words, to get newbie players up to the same level as a veteran player as quickly as possible. It's like they've, what they've done with credits. It's, it's incredibly easy to get uh, an A-rated ship these days. It did, I mean, right in the very beginning, it took us it took us weeks to get something decent, and now you can get it in an afternoon. But that's always the same with any game. There's there was a um... A comic series was it called the nerd something i can't remember what it's called now but anyway there was a um there, there was a there's a comic and i've got it saved on my disc somewhere where they start off with a dungeon and it's like hmm. 
thousands of dead bodies of players trying to get to it, and then eventually one one group conquers the dungeon, conquers the boss, and then they tell others how to do it. So a few more people learn it. And then the developers are inundated with complaints from players. Oh, we can't do this. It's too hard. You're blocking our content. You're whatever. So they change it. And this, the said huge dungeon monster, which turned out to fill the entire screen, is now about something the same size as a cat because it's been nerfed. So it's always the same as that. Once you get to a certain point and you find out how to do it, there's a YouTube video, there's a tutorial, so the challenge then gets less and less and less until that content becomes trivial, and at that point, that's when they up the ante again. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as Crash has already pointed out, catch-up mechanics does seem to be a thing where they, they've got to have a way for newbies to get up up close to where the veterans are. Um, otherwise, the game kind of becomes, pardon the pun, too elitist. You see, that I think is, that's the error I think that happened with engineering. It is, they went on this more powerful treadmill. They didn't fit, they didn't have a, a, a set amount of damage limit. They didn't have a limit on jump range. They didn't have a limit on shield strength. Mm-hmm. And the differentiator when you have a, a hard limit like that is player skill, not player gear. Yeah. Now, it's funny you should mention that. You asked what I put onto the forums. Um, (laughs) Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, brace yourselves, because this is probably something that's very rare that Shan will probably, and I will probably agree with, right? Um, I put that there are three ideas that I think people would like. One, having chained or scripted engineer missions to increase your influence within engineer or to get their, their mats. Um, other other ones is making more of the rare materials available and high numbers as mission rewards. I also had an idea that perhaps maybe we should start getting mats as rewards from uh, <laughs> rewards from uh, CQC. <laughs> There's a shocker. Um, and my controversial one was allowing players to trade materials with each other at fleet carriers. That's that put the cat amongst the pigeons. Um, oh yeah, but okay. I will admit that uh, that um, Shan came up with this idea first, but I do agree with him. Uh, I did say that the one thing that people won't like is that I want them to nerf the power plant and the power distributor. And the idea behind this is that um, the balance at the moment is too strong for these modules you got engineering shears which are too powerful even for engineered weapons engineered power distributors means that fdls can permanent boost all the time and it does lead to still boring and often one-sided encounters between both the npcs and the players uh, you cut the power plant uh, and basically then you are forced to make decisions about your build am i not right shan um I'm absolutely right. I'm sorry. Yes, Colin, you are. I mean, if you think about it, um, it's possible now in game to get a ship with that's hugely strong defensive measures along with hugely powerful offensive measures. And as soon as you get that situation where there's no longer a decision between defense or 
damage or even CC, then it, you, everyone then runs the same build and the same variation. Uh, it's, it's why ships like the Third Alliance are so popular in PvP, because with an engineered power plant, you can do both. Why do I need to choose between a glass cannon when I can have both? Why do I need to choose between a ship that would jump 80 light years or one that has all the gear? I don't need to. I can do both. It's the power plant that's at the fundamental of any imbalance in the ships in Elite, if you think about it. Because back before we had engineering power plants, you used to have to fine-tune your modules to keep within the power, maybe even do your priorities for your um, for your module. So some would turn off when you deployed your weapons and all things like that. A engineer power plant takes away all those choices. Okay, Ben. Uh, it's not just weapons and defense, though. It's also... It, it fundamentally changes the role or at least the intended role of a lot of ships. You know, for example, you know, we, we get ships like, let's take it old school, like the Vulture. Uh, and that was meant to be a drag racer, essentially. It's you know, really fast in one direction, um, and, but you know, it doesn't turn worth a dime. And it was combated, sort of sent up against the Eagle, which is a bit slower, but a lot more, more, more maneuverable. That wasn't and, the Vulture. No, oh, Viper, sorry, was... Viper. Yeah, Viper. the Viper. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so it was Viper versus Eagle or Vulture versus Mamba, I think, was was the next one up. Yeah, and again, the Mamba was meant to be good in a straight line, can't turn for shit. All of yeah. a sudden, you go off and you get the rightly the right engineered uh, distributor, and your Mamba is able to turn on a hairpin because it's perma boosting everywhere. That's right, because when the Vulture first came out, do you remember trying to build the Vulture to do anything? It was a bloody nightmare. Yeah, because yeah. the power plant was limiting it. Yeah, and th- yeah, yeah, I, I mean, as, as Colin says, it's the power plant and the the distributor are fun. They fundamentally change the roles of ships. Yeah, uh, and the ships are all engi- the the ships are all balanced into the role they're meant to have before engineering was came along and just changed so you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. I, I also th- I also think if you nerf the power plant per se you it's the minimum amount of player disruption for the maximum amount of rebalancing because because if you think about it uh, if you nerf the weapons if you nerf the shield boosters and whatever you call it there's an awful lot of grind that goes into making those where if you check if you change the power plant you then make it sorry do i put my Shield boosters into storage. Do I still get my overcharged beam lasers, etc.? So it doesn't negate what you've done before by changing the power plant. It just means you have to decide what to equip when. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that this would mean was no. It would mean that Frontier wouldn't just have to rebalance the um, uh, the power plant. It would mean that they would actually have to rebalance the Thargoid and the engineered NPC combat. Uh, down a notch because at the moment those things are basically engineer uh, they've, they've planned it so that you know if you are going up against an elite rated pilot that pilot has engineered objects on there uh, object uh, sorry they've got engineered modules on there so if you have if we do implement the the power plant um, nerf if you like it means that those ships will have an unfair advantage and they're, they're going to have to spend time balancing 
that out. And I don't know whether or not Frontier are willing to do that. Or you just make them group content or need four people in the group. Anyway, um, Psychic, you got any opinions? I've got lots. I've got lots and lots of opinions. Go um, for it. I've, I understand. I do understand where you're coming from, um, Re. Um, power plant, nerf the power plant. But like, you, yeah, you'll be saying you're saying that now. But then we nerf them. Frontier nerfs the power plant, and then a year down the line, there's another thing that you're wanting to nerf because it'll be something else that's OP that's ruining the whole game mechanic. Or is psychic? If I had my way, they'd rip out engineering altogether, and I would stop playing the fucking game. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like. you you, you do all sound like a lot of old men going, oh, we had it a lot harder back in our day, that kind of thing. We are old men! I know, it it sounds a little gatekeeping. All all I'm getting is a lot of gatekeeping. And I mean, I know that's not your intention. I absolutely know that isn't your intention. However, it sounds a little bit like that. So I... We 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 released on Monday. We released it, uh, an episode of Flight Assist where we spoke to a um, a commander who has a very limited amount of time to play, and he mm-hmm. plays in like half an hour loops, and all of his ships are fully engineered because he has found specific game loops that allow his ships to be fully engineered. So it is possible, even with a very short amount of time and a uh, section, to engineer your ships entirely. So, well, he he, he uses he uses a lot of stuff. It it does. <laughs> It does. It does feel. It does feel a little gatekeepy when you're saying nerf this or do something like this because back in the day it was a lot harder. And, I'm not saying it was a lot harder. I'm actually saying it was more enjoyable. In your opinion, I well, really enjoy it now. I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. Um, there used to be this this feeling of you know rock paper scissors, which actually really worked quite well you could you could have uh, a maneuverable fast ship that was reasonably armed or you had a um you had a, a basically a tank that could soak up the the damage but you couldn't do all of it and it is pretty much like nowadays you can do all of it and it feels like it's lost some of it so so you want to be you still want to be able to use the the ships as they were intended to. So you want to be able to. So you want to be able to use the um, the vulture or whatever ship it was for drag racing, which mm. is definitely a mechanic that is in the game right now. <laughs> no, what I, you know what I really want to use. I want to use the power distributor again properly. Okay. I want to. I want to be able to, in order to win a fight. It's the case of not only pilot skill, but knowing when to apply power to what system at what time. And that particular bit has gone missing, and it does take a little bit of extra skill to, to do it. Now, that's that's not to say that um, it's quite ironic because I never do it. Yep, <laughs> I know I should. Um, it is quite interesting because when you actually go, I can't believe it, this has happened because Commander Chiggs just said play CQC, and that's exactly what I was going to recommend is you go and play CQC, which doesn't have any engineering modules in it, and you find that you're having to flip the power left, right, and center to get the best out of that fighter. I'm finding that a heck of a lot more enjoyable than having uh, than going up and against a further lance and just constantly perma-boosting and 
trying to it, it it feels like it's whoever gets the tightest turn wins and sometimes you didn't need that before because you'd always have a trick up your sleeve with being able to shunt the power at the right moment so now it now when it becomes well now when the ships are more evenly matched it's now a case of pilot skill is that is is, is that what you're saying um but the, the, <laughs> it's not what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, what I'm uh, what I'm saying is right. If if you had say um, two fertilances against each other, both yeah. scripted to the entire thing, at the moment in time, uh, it's be, it, the the way the things go is that people just go straight at each other. They they land round, and most times it's it's basically who um, you don't need to worry about what you're doing with power because you've got that much power ever you might as well have had four pips and everything if they if they cut that down so that effectively you don't have enough power for everything it means that you're having to use your power distributor as you're fighting in order to make sure when they're firing at you you've got your shields and four pips so that their weapons don't do as much damage to you and then when they when they've gone flat, you can then just basically flip through to to full power to weapons. And knowing the point of when to do that is part of the skill. And I think that skill's been lost. Okay. You don't sound convinced. I don't. I'm fine. not convinced, but that's fine. You're more than entitled to your opinion, <laughs> Colin. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll pop over to Shan quickly. Well, I was going to follow on from what your... Um... Your explanation, Colin, which I, I thought was pretty good, actually. I think where yeah, I'm I coming got lost, from, I thought. <laughs> no, well, I said pretty good. Um, where, where I'm coming from in, in this is in other games I've played, and I kind of get what you were trying to get at, Sai, about the gatekeeper thing. I'm not saying I wish it was like it was, and therefore I wanted what it, it's. It's as a game gets older people understand more about the game so therefore what was once difficult is easier and I, and when a developer listens to people to new players and you're absolutely right new players do need a way of being able to uh, catch up and other games have mechanics to, to help with that but anyway um since we're talking about engineering and shipbuilding where i'm coming from is there, there was a skill, and it's been lost through the boosting of the power plant, where you you only had a certain number, which was your power, and you had to make a, just a choice and know the game mechanics, know the weapons, know the modules, to know whether or not it was worthwhile sticking with a D-class scanner or whether you could go to an A-class scanner, which would give you a better gimbal lock and, and things like that. You, you had to know the compromises in your head to be able to optimize the ship, what you're trying to do. Now it's, so if you can think of, 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 of game balance using limited resources, it's just like trying to pick a lock with a lockpick. You know, finesse, technique, knowing the lock, etc. Now in Elite, it's largely about putting a stick of dynamite to the door and blowing the down doors off. Right, okay. Uh, straight over to Ben. Just a quick idea that might might be worth doing, possibly for all of us, actually. How about we try some proper PvP combat in A-rated vultures and eagles, but no engineering on them? I think, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then you can compare that to just see how you, how you feel flying those ships 
And in that, engaging in that kind of combat in a fair environment, because obviously it would suck ass if you were to go off and take it in a rated, <laughs> you know, even even an A rated ship and put it against a fully I, engineered ship. Actually, it's not CQC, Shan. CQC, it's not CQC ship. That's why, yeah, they're, they're SLFs. Yeah. And they're also balanced around that, but yeah. But yeah, I'm just thinking it'll be, it could be fun to do purely A rated, non engineered ship combat to try it out to see if we're looking at it from a rose tinted spectacle are we right is engineering better and is it actually more fun to have your cake and eat it we've done and... um we have done stuff like mm-hmm. that but i've been like part of pvp yeah. events where we where stuff like that's been done before exegius used to have one like pretty mm-hmm. regularly he used to do like his um I can't remember what it was called. It was Sidewinder something, but then you'd go through all of the small ships and none of them would be engineered. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing, because I've normally found unengineered small ships are a lot more fun than the big ones. I totally agree. Small ships are more fun than big ones, engineered or otherwise, but that's another story. Do, yeah. we, think, do we think that this desire to get back to basics is, oh, part, of, is part of the attraction why people like resetting their save. And they always say, oh, it was great until I got my anaconda. Do you know when people reset their save and they start again? And they say the starting experience the, the, until they get to a certain point, that's the most fun in the leap. That is, that is the most fun. Do you think part of it's that? Well, um, I will admit that one of the reasons I've spent so much time in the CQC, no, no the power play, commander this time is because he is basically he's only mostly harmless he's only flying around in a cobra and i'm basically building the commander back up again and i must admit i'm thoroughly enjoying that but then again i'm doing it old school i'm not going for uh to to try and maximize my credits i'm going for enjoyment anyway um psychic we're going to let you have the last word whoa what are you hang on wait a second shan are you sure there's nothing else that you need to say <laughs> guys, guys, no, you need to wait for a second he said enough it's your okay, turn okay okay well well okay it i i personally feel like things that have been said are um seem to me to be a little bit gatekeepy i think it's i personally feel like it's a really good idea that they are looking at engineering in general and that these conversations are being had because it's really important to still continue looking at the ship engineering, even though Onfa engineering is so much more broken. Well, that was something I was going to ask, actually, is are they coming on to Onfa? They can yeah. better, Ben. They can better. <laughs> uh, they have said, we know about Onfa engineering, which is why we're having it as a separate subject. Fair enough, then. Right. Okay, so that one's been handled and pushed away to the side. Don't look at that box at the side. That's the box for to be opened at a later time. I, I reckon so, we'll I reckon we'll get um we'll get I think they'll they're gonna try and find a nice happy place, um, which is a nice happy medium. I'd love to see engineering um specific engineering missions, I think would be really, really good. Providing mm-hmm. that the pay for those missions is great. Or the alternative would be like increasing influence with an engineer so that it, the cost is cheaper. That would be quite cool as well. Right. Well, we're, we're going to, to draw a line under it. As you, as you can say, we've had a healthy debate <laughs> over this. Um, so uh, we shall quickly move on to other things because, unfortunately, time is against us. 
Um, in the community corner this week, well, obviously, Top Shift 130 uh, has arrived. Um, update 8 has arrived, and I go into uh, deep, uh, deep dive into what I think Update 8 means, which asks the big questions, are we there yet? And is Odyssey good enough for some people to come back to? Um, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, second up, we have had some sad news. Um, we have to give a, a shout out to uh, Commander Plater, um, uh, who had to be rushed to hospital because of cancer complications. Uh, we do hope and wish uh, him the best and hope that he's flying back in his spaceship soon. Um, however, we do know how serious this, this uh, issue is. And like I said, we wish him all the best. Um, now, for those of you who have been wondering what tur the Turning the Wheel initiative has been up to, Commander Wolf Dragon has been updating the forums on a regular basis at uh, the forums threads Turning the Wheel. And wow, do these... Um, do, does he go into a great deal of detail? There is a phenomenal amount of um, uh, orders and... Uh, expectations for you to do they're they're still very busy and we have to congratulate commander berkeley baconim who has achieved elite five rank in combat trade exploration mercenary and exobiologist categories and is complaining he's getting nothing for it um also on today's live stream he was he was personally mentioned because it does look like they've managed to verify with Dav that he's not lying. <laughs> so we at Live Radio would like to congratulate you, Commander Berkeley Buchanan, for your dedication and award. And we would like to award you the Live Radio Special Award for the dedication to the grind. Or the Golden Grinder Award, I think we're gonna call it from now on. Anyone got any better ideas? We're still not playing it, Ben. <laughs> I wasn't even going there. <laughs> oh, but you wanted to, and that was what worries us. Um, <laughs> did you rename Muppet of the Week? We did not rename Muppet of the Week because, come on, that is not—that's an achievement, not a Muppetness. <laughs> um, our mostly clue in this section. Um, this commander from Domzilla two one one two. Um, he highly recommends that every time you dock, you repair your integrity in advanced maintenance, as this can affect your armor, your hull, etc. Now, we found this out the hard way <laughs> when we it were doing... Act... Go on, Sean. Sorry, John. No, it also affects how frequently you're scanned, if you remember. Does it? it? Does. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. If, you, if you've got um, a, basically uh, a ship that's got basically wrecked, uh, wrecked paint, you will get scanned more because they think that you're a scruffy hog, therefore so you there's must... a reason for um, the, how, why I, um, with my OCD, go and fix the paint every time I land in a station. Cool, cool, good to know. Yeah, the in integrity also um, has a small but measurable effect on hull um, resistance as well. So if you are... If you're flying around in a heap of junk with poor integrity, you will get damaged quicker than what you did if you didn't. You did that, and as Donzilla said, it does affect your armor, your hull, and all sorts of subsystems. So yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> don't, don't be a scrub for peership. And it's not as expensive <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, in any other business, um, here's something that makes you feel old. Um, Star Wars The Old Republic. Uh, that's now 10 years old. My God. <laughs> wow. I know. So's um, Skyrim. Oh, what you mean, um, Elder Scrolls uh, Elder Online? Elder Scrolls Online, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, 10. Guild Wars 2 is nine years old. <laughs> Everybody drink. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, I was so looking forward to Star Wars The Old Republic, and then it came out. Oh, well. I really enjoyed it. Oh, I, I don't I get me wrong. Stories. I, I did enjoy playing through the stories. I just couldn't. Oh, as an MMO, though. I enjoyed the um, raids and things, too. Do you know what mechanic got me annoyed to the point so I actually stopped playing it for Star Wars Old Republic? Starfighter game. That's what did me. No, no. It was, it was, the, it was the paying. It was the paying to repair your armor. <laughs> it was your armor degrading when you died. And you then have to pay credits for it. That that mechanic was only slightly better than the one in Aeon, A I O N, in which when you died, you lost XP. Elvis Kremen on the chat room is saying that there's a new Mass Effect coming soon, and oh, I hope so, because it was Mass Effect. Oh. It looks so good, though. I'm really excited about it vicariously through everyone he's already played. Mm. Mm. I mean, I I've played through Mass Effect three times from beginning to end and I only finished the last playthrough I think two weeks before they announced the legendary edition <laughs> I was so I, late I, I, I know I'm going to get hammered for this but I kind of don't care Is I think there are some things they should just leave it alone and just let it be I mean Mass Effect Andromeda was an example of that and you say it all the time is that they, they relaunched a TV show or they or the, oh Dexter here's the other one they finished Dexter oh well, Dexter's finale wasn't that great let's make a new Dexter they could just leave stuff it's had its time move on think of something else actually I've went back and played um, Mass Effect Andromeda I think no. six, uh, six weeks ago now that yeah. they've gone and updated it it's actually quite good it's, it's, it's the equivalent of actually um, leaving Odyssey and then coming back into Odyssey now, I think. Okay. <laughs> Van Otter saying, bring back X-Files. <laughs> oh, God. Did they do that? They've they done, did. They've brought it back twice. No. Mulder and Scully were together in the very last one, and then they broke up. I stopped paying attention. <laughs> They'll probably it do a relaunch. It came less about the aliens. I'm even skeptical about the remake of Babylon Five. To be fair, but we'll yeah, see. I must admit, I'm, I'm quite excited. Still involved with that. Yeah, but it's Although, all right. Russell T. Davis has taken back over Doctor Who. So. I don't yeah. go there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the worst, oh, the worst one is I'm scared of what Netflix is going to do to Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm. Oh, talking about Netflix, have you seen the Made in League of Legends cartoon series? Yes, I have oh. seen that. It looks like it might be quite good. We, uh, Mrs. Shan and I watched the first episode. If you've, I mean, she plays League of Legends a lot. And if you go in there not expecting anything to do with League of Legends, it's actually pretty good. If, so if you're expecting it to be people running to a tower and blowing a tower up or something like that, it's not that at the moment. 
So, yeah, I've actually really enjoyed it. The animation is really good. They've got the facial expressions really well done. So, yeah, I'm quite impressed by that. So apparently, Humble 1963 wants the X-Files back, but only if Gillian Anderson is doing her Margaret Thatcher impressionation. There are some very worrying people in this stream display. Anyway, I think we shall give um, our shout-outs. First of all, some questions. Um, Alex Esther Corbin from YouTube gave us some feedback. He said the Store Alert song should be in the top 10 charts. We completely agree. Which version? I don't, oh, I don't know. We're still waiting for the community to tell us which version they prefer. Um, I and missed we'll... the dubstep version today. I think the dubstep. <laughs> no, nothing to do with the fact it was your suggestion then. Um, okay, and we also, if you if, if you have got an opinion of uh, what engineering is, then we want to hear from you. So send it into info at laveradio.com. Always useful. Um, so our shout-outs for this week, we, of course, got Dockers doing their charity uh, Christmas special, which you can find at justgiving.com slash team slash beyond Dockers. Um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30. Go to twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. But there's a certain commander that likes a bit of CQC action, and we know Commander Chig is in the in the chat. Um, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. Um, we're also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. Uh, that's Allegrab AM, Black Sky Legion, the Canon Podcast, Spanish Speakers have the Elite Cast, there's the Fatherhood Podcast, Flight Assist, who, um, who was on this week? Commander Archidog. There we go. That's the guy who does everything in half an hour. That's right. Yeah. Relatively new commander. Very interesting conversation. Excellent. Uh, the, we have the guard frequency. We also have the loose screws. Stay cheesy, Commander Chig. Um, new worlds with zero prep with uh, Ben, Kai, and Suv. Is that still happening, Ben? I believe so. So I've obviously been away for the past couple of weeks. Excellent. Um, we have Squeaking Fuel and, of course, System Chat. And for those that want uh, a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, then there's the Data Slate podcast with Alan Stroud. Following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest. That's provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And we'd just like to thank everybody who has chipped in uh, on, the, on the Twitch chat. And, uh, of course, Commander Crash for shooting Commander Edlevice so well on foot during the stream. I thought he was on your side, Ben. So did I. <laughs> he did approve. on no one's side but himself. <laughs> Never he did a pr- crash. He did, he did an evil corrido. Oh, apparently, he, he chose that side all along. And then somehow Miggles and I ended up on the wrong on the other side. So there, there you go. Who knows? Um, we also say special thanks to Commander Tokuso, who created the music for the introduction of the show. Has anybody got any final points they want to do before we go? Uh, do we know when um, Frontier are getting their analysis on this feedback? No. No ETA, no guarantee. Yeah. Right. Well, in that case, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, uh, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. 
Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live, uh, also on Twitch, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, so thanks to uh, Psychit, thanks to Ben and thanks to uh, Commander Shan. Special thanks goes of course to uh, Commander Putnik Santiago for being today's fantastic tech specialist. Uh, but until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life Digest, 9th of November 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, opposing salvation. Better FSD bonus boosts Brewer bridge building. Watching the Thargoids. PDB grows popular as two terrorist plots foiled. The news that Admiral Tanner has defied his organisation Aegis and is now threatening Taurus Mining Ventures to try and get information about Aegis' rival Salvation has been met with mixed reactions from commanders. While some welcome Tanner's apparent departure from the theoretically belligerent Aegis, others are wary of his motives and are concerned that if he's able to get the experimental weapon details from Salvation, he'll bring it obediently back to Aegis. While many commanders of supporters Salvation and are keen to see what he can do to save humanity, there's also an upswelling of concern that Salvation's experimental weapon that was used to such devastating effect in the Kornsar system may serve to escalate the conflict further and bring about a more decisive and devastating Thargoid invasion of the bubble. Some, like the Allied Order of Exemplars of the California Nebula, are hopeful 
that there may be a way for commanders effectively to show their support for peace between Thargoids and humanity in a meaningful way, and have called for no-fire systems. Whatever the opinion, there's a broad consensus that commanders should be able to have a say in whether we want peace or war with the Thargoids, about whether salvation should be prevented from using his experimental weapon, and about whether salvation or Aegis is better placed to represent humanity in those difficult decisions about the terms of peaceful coexistence with the Thargoids, or alternatively, to annihilate or be annihilated. There is currently a standoff in the T-Tauri system between Tanner's megaship Musashi and Taurus Mining Ventures' asteroid base Hind Mine. The next chapter in the story may not be long in coming. Brew Corporation is reported to be delighted after all the construction materials needed for Phase 2 of the Colonia Bridge Initiative were delivered within 52 hours of the appeal starting. And it only took that long because of a shortage of materials in Colonia. The top 75% of commanders at both ends, Alcor in the Bubble and Colonia, have been promised size 3, 4 and 6 fully engineered frameshift drives as a reward for their help. It seems likely that this offer motivated many of the participants, although there was also competition for the top ten places, as those commanders will be given the chance to name one of the static megaships that'll make up the bridge. The FSD's Erinders rewards are expected to be put into storage for collection on Friday or Saturday. Commanders are reminded to take them to Felicity Farseer or Elvira Martuk to fit the deep charge experimental modification to the size 3 and 4 modules and mass manager to the size 5 module for the very best performance possible. Because of the rapid completion of both appeals, many commanders were unable to participate. However, equivalent size 5 frameshift drives are already available from technology brokers, so there's some hope that the new sizes will also in due course be offered for sale. The latest Thargoid incursions have proven harder to shift than expected. Nine systems in the Pleiades and the Witchhead Nebula are currently suffering incursions. After 12 days, the Thargoids in Asterope have virtually been wiped out, and workers started on Pleiades Sector PD-S B4-0, which now has a significant Thargoid presence. All the other systems continue to have a massive Thargoid presence. And there are now four volumes of space with non-human signal sources, more than we've had for a long time. The Pleiades Nebula has a 175 light-year bubble of NHSSs centred around Merope, the Witchhead Nebula has a 75 light-year bubble around Witchhead Sector IR-W C1-9. The Colsang Nebula has a 60 light-year sphere around Muscadart region PJ-P B6-1. And the California Nebula has a 100 light-year bubble around HIP 18-390. If you want to see the current state of Thargoid incursions, head over to the new AXI site www.thargoid.watch. The news this week that the majority of the Theta group of NMLA terrorists have been arrested comes on the heels of news last week that thousands of members of Jupiter's Wrath have also been arrested. Both sets of arrests have in common the use of intercepted communications as a means of detection. 
Vice President Jerome Archer's establishment of the Proactive Detection Bureau seems finally to have paid off, and the talk of government interference in private affairs is getting drowned out by the satisfaction of citizens who are comfortable that they're not about to be bombed by the NMLA or subjected to a coup attempt by corporatist paramilitary groups. The Republican government has weathered the storm, and talk of succession is largely in the past. The Federation may soon start a charm offensive to bring recently departed factions back into the federal fold. The time of uncertainty is over. We shall have peace in our time. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Better FSD bonus boosts Brewer Bridge building. Better FSD bonus boosts Brew. Better FSD bonus boosts. <laughs> Better FSD bonus boosts Brewer Bridge building.